Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Well, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> I just, I, I have to tell you this. H- how good is the God I serve? How amazing is he? Um, Here it is. It is your determination and your effort. Listen to me carefully. It is your determination and your effort. I think that the average person, and I'm not knocking you, I just want you to hear me out. I think what stops the average person from becoming successful is that we don't realize the effort that it takes. And that's just truth. I found that to be so true in my life and my talking to people and meeting people and people asking me questions about it and me trying to figure out the way myself. I don't think that you really can comprehend the effort that it takes to become successful. This is the thing that you have to wrap your mind around very quickly if you want to be successful on any level in any area. The dream is the beginning. Good Lord, let me tell you something. The determination and effort is massive. You cannot be overly concerned with sleep. If you are a person who is always concerned about sleep, get success out your mind. Ain't finna happen, partner. It's not finna happen. You cannot be that concerned about sleep. 
Now, listen to me. You have to get your rest. But this was my philosophy. I'm just sharing you with what how I did it. My philosophy was I, I stopped being concerned about sleep. I got my rest, but I got just enough to get back to it. And I got back on the grind to hop in the hustle. I got just enough rest so I could go and put forth some more effort. But listen to me. You cannot sleep a third of your life away and expect to become successful if you're not already successful. If you are asleep for eight hours, that is a third of your day. You cannot be asleep a third of your life and expect to get successful. Now, after you get successful, you know, you you learn as you go to work smarter, not harder. So as you get successful, you may have eight hours available to you. But on the way up there, I don't see how you can do it. I promise you I don't. Now, I don't, maybe somebody can come forward. I did it. I did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably lying, but okay. Tell your story. Because everybody I know that's successful, that I've sat down and had real talks with, they wasn't concerned with sleeping. You cannot be concerned with sleeping if you want to be successful. How? How can, how can this happen for you? It, listen to me. The effort that it requires is massive. It's an all-out assault on your dream. Now you got to make an assault. It requires an all-out assault on it. And you can't be sleep and fight at the same time. You can't fight when you sleep. Man, I wish I could get y'all to understand this right here. Understand that the effort that is required to be successful will take everything you have. And when you think you've given your all, it's going to require some more. The quality of your chill is amazing. See, that's, okay, listen. What is sitting around having a beer every day for? What, what, what is sitting around smoking weed for every day for? Well, come on, man. For real? But if you took that beer drinking, weed smoking, chill time, and applied it to progressing yourself towards your dream, when you do carve out a vacation, guess where you'll be able to go? Guess what part of the world you can go see? Guess how you could chill now? Now, instead of you just driving every year, your family to family, you can sit at the same picnic table. Everybody pool their money in. Two, ten families don't never pool their money in. They down there eating like y'all eating. You got attitude because they, they side don't ever chip in enough. They down there eating the extra potato salad, making plates. You down there arguing about this every year. For real, man? They ain't got the T-shirt money. Uh, you know, they got the same T-shirt on. They ain't put in. Hey, really, man? So so, 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 so you want that to be it every year? Or do you want this year, I'm taking my family to New Orleans. Or, or I'm taking my family to see the Grand Canyon. I'm, I'm taking my family down to the beach this year. Me, me and my family going to go sightsee. We're going to go ride a couple of river on Chicago. Me, me and my family going to go skiing this year. Me, me and my family going out to L.A., man. We're going we're gonna to go out there for the weekend. You know, you know, it can happen like that. But if you ain't working, listen to me. Average effort gets average results. See, ordinary effort gets ordinary results. But if you put forth an extra effort, see, the only difference between extraordinary and ordinary is one word. That's extra. 
if you do extra, you can take ordinary right on over to extraordinary. Do you understand? You have to have a massive assault on your dreams. Quit sitting up in here, man, trying to chill all the time. I'm sorry, man. I wish I could tell you another way, but it ain't one. I done talked to Jay-Z about this. I done talked to Samuel L. about this. I done talked to Say about this. I done talked. I have talked to the president of the United States. I've had a conversation with him about his effort. You look at this. You cannot become successful without effort. You cannot be concerned about sleep. Here's what I did. Now, you can take it from me or you can try it your way. But when you get through trying it, this is what you're going to have to do. I wasn't concerned about how much sleep I got. I just had to get my rest. And once I got enough rest to get up and get the task done, I got up. Somebody sent me a tweet the other day, a partner of mine. He said, I'm going to see if I can pull it up while I'm talking to you. But he just sent me a little sign. This wasn't nothing, just a little something to say, hey, man, I ran across this. I thought about you, and I sent it to you. It said, no alarm clock needed. My passion wakes me. He said, no alarm clock needed. My passion wakes me. That's what you got to be about. You got to take that dream. You got to get passionate about it, and you got to get awake. And you got to get up and get at it. You got to put forth a massive assault on your dream. Your effort has got to be extraordinary. If you put forth extraordinary, if you put forth extra effort, you go from ordinary to extraordinary. That's the deal. You think it's another way? If you got another way, could you please email it to me, steveharvey.com? Let me know so I can slow down some. I don't know no other way. All right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let me have your attention, please. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It's about to go down. Now, today, I've decided to open the show without a song. Without a song. Did I hear mm. boo? Mm. Well, here come a song, then. Oh. It don't take much. <laughs> it was just one yeah. audience yeah. member. It was, it was really faint, too. I thought I heard boo. Oh. Oh, they want me? <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> Apollo. Jazz. Oh, boss. <laughs> jazz. Jazz. Let me make love to you, darling. It must be a COVID song. Hello. I forgot. <laughs> But then it seemed like America <laughs> forgot that we got COVID, so I forgot this to do a COVID true. song. <laughs> yes. Ain't nobody social distancing. They protesting so close. They locking arms. They touching. Yeah. 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 America yeah. just decided that they threw with COVID. <laughs> They're done. Yeah. yeah. But you still have to be careful. It, it still is among us. You still have you to be really, careful. Really you really, really do, man. You really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm claiming uh, favor and faith over my life of healing. So I'm not going to get COVID. And, and because I have us, I'm what they call that, that when they test you and you're anti. Uh, oh, antibodies, you've oh. developed antibodies? Yeah, I have antibodies because I ate chitlins for 38 years. So oh, you, you think mean that's immune? fighting COVID? You off? mean immune to it? Anti- oh, uh, what chitlins, chitlins for 38 years? Off. 
Oh, no. COVID go down there chilling, whoop ass. <laughs> now I got some stuff in my stomach. I ain't been to the bathroom that many times. I got some stuff down there got some for COVID. It's asymptomatic, right? Did you say, did, what'd you say you got some what? I got something some down there for COVID. Cause it's the way for it's coming COVID. together. For, yeah. for, for, I need COVID. for. Yeah, yeah, not fuck. Well, like he said, F COVID. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying fuck, oh like F A, like for something. You yeah, know, like for yeah. show. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, what you yeah. looking over here for? You uh, know. You, but but yeah. I said, fuck COVID. You see, like, again, you know, again, again. No, fuck COVID. Not, not you know, he likes like, it. <laughs> like F O R, but it's really F A because I'm slaying. Like, you know, for edge. COVID. You're under the edge. Four. Well, I don't want to say four. Because I was just what I said. I got something down here for COVID. For COVID. No. For COVID. Nah. I'm not fitting to get it. Because I'm strong, I'm healthy, and I ate chitlins for 38 years. Okay. Um, who knew we were? All right. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, this is Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. Get out and vote today, please. Plus, get ready. Uh, We're going to make you laugh if we haven't already. The CEO is in the building. We'll be back with Ask the CEO. What did I say? CEO? The CLO is in the building. Well, that's going to be funny if I'm answering the questions as a CEO. I like it. <laughs> Maybe we have something new here. A hybrid. All right, the CLO in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oprah is hosting a two-night conversation about systemic racism and the current state of America. The conversation will showcase urgency, needs, and plans from black thought leaders, activists, and artists about and for the black community. Guests include politician Stacey Abrams, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, Academy Award-nominated filmmaker Ava DuVernay, historian and author Ibram X. Kendi, actor David Ayelowo, and the list goes on. Don't miss this own spotlight two-night event, Where Do We Go From Here? Starting tonight at 9, 8 central on OWN. Coming up at the top of the hour, Reverend Al Sharpton will be our special guest. Reverend Al, that's right. (laughs) But first, people, today is Super Tuesday in the following states, Georgia, Nevada, South Carolina, Steve's home state of West Virginia, and North Dakota. So please, 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 we cannot stress this to you enough. Get out to the polls and let your voice be heard. You matter. You matter, you matter, okay? Now it's time. As soon as I get off there, I'm going straight over there. That's right. Exactly. I'm right. Exactly, Steve. Me too. All right, so now it's time for some laughter, so let's get to it. Uh, Steve, you ready? Well, if you don't want me to be serious, it'll be laughter for these answers. Okay. Okay. Ask the CLO. Here we go. This one is from Doreen in Buffalo, New York, Steve. She says, I've heard you guys talking about ugly men on the show, so now I need some help. My husband and his cousins were all drinking and joking with each other a few months ago, and one of them told my husband that he is ugly and he has always been ugly. His other cousins agreed. Uh, Now my husband is very insecure, and he's researched hair replacement, Botox, he's bought all kinds of exercise equipment, and he stopped wearing his glasses. 
How can I help him repair his self-image? No, 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 no. Your husband ugly. You know what? <laughs> and your cousins told him. You know, and uh, you know, you you told him how handsome he was. But he got around some of his buddies drinking, and they told him the truth. truth. <laughs> and now he didn't had to face the facts. See, you good for your husband because you've been lifting him up. You love him. You know all the great qualities that he had that they had that he has. They don't know none of that. They just know your ugly ass husband. <laughs> and they done called it like it was, and that's it. And to them, he'll never be attractive. He can get Botox, blue, blue blocks, and, 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 and ram hocks. He can do whatever the hell he want to. He gonna be ugly to them. And I don't know why he let, how old is he? She didn't say, Steve. Listen to me, if he married and you know, all this stuff right here, he been knowing he ugly. He just ain't had nobody telling to him. So quit drinking with your cousins, cuz every time you take a sip, they say, look at this ugly ass drinking. <laughs> you really sound like you're an expert on that one. Hell all yeah, right, I've been um, called ugly my whole life, right? Just deal with it. Carmen. Find somebody that think you cute. Okay, and that's there it. There you go. There you oh, go. Wow. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Oh, wow. I ain't, ain't going to be That's ugly. all. Look, what, Tommy. Why, Tommy? I'm no. not going to be ugly with you. He's going to be ugly by himself. I'm Tommy, not, all, I'm everybody in our family, we don't have attractive men. No, I've told we you are not. Quit saying that. Like you, I, you're I, not I attractive, Tommy. I am attractive. Hey, man, you ever look at yourself from the side? Here we go. Turn sideways. No, matter of fact, take a selfie sideways <laughs> and then look at it. Just look at your structure. <laughs> all right, Steve. Notice how the bottom of your t- chin Go straight to your collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carmen in Silver Spring, Maryland, says, uh, my boyfriend and I have been discussing marriage after dating for two years. The only problem that keeps coming up is his 10-year-old son that lives with him. He's undisciplined because my boyfriend is the type to listen to rap music with him and encourage him to be outspoken and part of grown folks' conversation. I'm the opposite. He said he will continue to be the only disciplinarian of his child if we get married. I refuse to live with an unruly kid. What should I do? Wow. Run. Mm-hmm. Run. Mm-hmm. Why would you sign up for that? He just That's told you he'll be the only disciplinarian in his life and he has no dis- d- discipline. So what is he gonna do? Is he gonna re- repeat some of the rap lyrics to you? Cause all rap ain't bad, I got that. But you know, if he allows him, some of it is a little bit much for a 10 year old. Even they have a parental advisory label on it. And if you think that's cool for your 10 year old, then that's your parenting. But if you're not allowed to parent a boy that's going to be in your house and you the queen of the castle, it's going to be a conflict. True. So now let him make the decision. Do you want to discipline your child or allow me to discipline, or do you want to lose your queen? I promise you he don't. (laughs) All right. Uh, Justin in Las Vegas says, I've been married for 13 years, and my wife is the laziest person I know. She works from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. and then sleeps until 2 p.m. the next day. If she's not asleep, she's lying in bed playing games on her phone or scrolling through social media. I cook and clean and I usually serve her food in in bed. She is bubbly and extroverted when she's at work and around her friends, but I don't think she likes being at home with me and the kids anymore. I try to talk to her, but she's always so distracted. What do do you think? It is well, 
F-U-C-L-O. If you, you want me to be funny or you want me to be factual? Funny. Wow. Funny? Both. Both. This is, Try both. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this then, is- let, me, let me explain something to this woman what's going to happen. This is the funny part. He going to get somebody else. Well, you explain mm-hmm. it to the man. Mm-hmm. He wrote. Yeah. And then here go the factual part. He going to get somebody else. you can't keep continuing this way now brother if you've talked to this woman and and you've said you've been married for 13 years and she is the laziest woman look at the only thing worse than a lazy man is a lazy woman and you know the only thing worse than a lazy woman a lazy man Laziness serves no one any purpose. And we all know marriage takes work. Laziness, Mm. man, is is one of those uh, conditions that you can't explain laziness. Mm -hmm. I can't even help you, man. I, I would be mortified if my mate that I've chosen for my life was lazy, as any woman would be if the man she chose was lazy. So, she can make the adjustments or he will. Yeah. I'm not bringing you breakfast in bed. We're at two in the afternoon. (laughs) I got to leave my lunch break at work to bring your ass breakfast in bed at one. Man, get out of here. All right. Thank you, CLO. (laughs) Coming up next, nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oprah is hosting a two-night conversation about systemic racism and the current state of America. The conversation will showcase urgency, needs, and plans from black thought leaders, activists, and artists about and for the black community. Guests include politician Stacey Abrams, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, Academy Award-nominated filmmaker Ava DuVernay, historian and author Ibram X. Kendi, actor David Ayelowo, and the list goes on. Don't miss this own Spotlight two-night event, Where Do We Go From Here? Starting tonight at 9, 8 Central on OWN. Coming up at the top of the hour, Reverend Al Sharpton will be our special guest, but right now the nephew is here to make us laugh with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Can I borrow your freezer? Can I borrow your freezer? Real I simple, this real one nice. From yesterday. Well, wait, yeah, wait. You know, real simple, real nice. Can uh-huh. I borrow your freezer? That's it always Jay was starts here yesterday, nice. so he's not gonna get the same support from me. Uh-huh. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Run it, run okay. it. Yes, I am. Watch, watch this. Here. Allied Equipment. This is Trina. How can I help you? I'm trying to reach uh, Dale. Dale's the manager, right? Yes, Dale is the manager. How can I help you? Okay. Is is Dale available? Is he there? He's actually with a, a customer. Is there something that I can help you with or pass along a message? Okay, so y'all allied equipment. What 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 exactly do y'all have there? I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm calling the right place. Oh, yes, of course. Um, it, it's a restaurant supply company. Um, so we have, you know, everything from freezers, refrigerators to your basic restaurant supplies. Okay. Well, y'all do have freezers because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, what I'm trying to do is... is uh, uh, I've run out of freezer space, and I'm trying to see if possibly, you know, my back is up against the wall right now. I'm trying to see if I can possibly uh, 
put something in, in one of you all's freezers for a couple of days uh, until I get freed up on this end. So that's why I wanted to, to see if you guys uh, would allow me to do something like that. Is that possible? Um, sir, sorry, I'm, I'm a little confused. You don't want to buy a freezer. You just want to put something in one of our freezers? I just want to put something in there for a couple of days because I, I have a freezer, but mine is completely full. And I'm trying to see if I can put something in you all's freezer until, you know, for a couple of days, and then I'll come back and get it. Um, I'm so sorry. We we don't do that. Um, uh, if, if you wanted to, to come by and, and purchase a freezer, I'm I'm happy to help you, but we don't allow outside vendors to put things in our freezers. That's, that's yeah, that's, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, well, I was told if Dale would hear what was going on, he might he might be able to help me, though. Okay. Um, you, you said your name was Kevin? Kevin. Okay, Kevin. If you just hold a moment, I will see if Dale can take your call. That's, that's what the hell I asked in the first place, is to speak to Dale. Okay, then. Hold on a moment, please. Hey, this is Dale. How can I help you? Hey, Dale, how you doing? This is uh, Kevin, Kevin. And hey. uh, I, I've been on the phone with, with uh your, your salesperson, but I, I, let me tell you what I'm trying to do, man. I'm um, I'm trying to use your. You have a lot of walk-in freezers that you all sell, right? Right, we do. Yep. Okay. So what what I got is my freezer is completely full, man, and I'm I'm right. my back is against the wall. You came rec highly recommended to give you a call. Is it possible for me to um uh I need to keep something frozen for a few days. Uh it's only gonna be like two days. My my freezer will be uh, you know, half empty in a couple of days. I just want I just need some somebody to just kinda help me out here. Is it possible for me to bring something over there to keep keep it frozen for a couple of days? You know, what we got is a showroom, you know, with different displays so you could see what different kind of refrigerators look in your restaurant. But I mean, if you wanna come and take a look at one I could have you in if you're interested in buying one. But no, no, they're just there for show, you know. Right, right. No, no. I have a, a, a cooler. I have a freezer already, but like I say, mine is just full. In a couple of days, it won't be. And I really got to get this this stuff on um, frozen, man. I, I I'm gonna be in trouble. Like I say, I'm I'm, I'm my back against the wall over here, man. And um, I can't remember who recommended you, but you came highly recommended that you might be able to show me a little love on this. Look, I guess it comes down. It depends on what do you need. How much How much do you have that you need frozen? I mean, I don't even know what you well, got. Well, I got um, three bodies that I need to get um, to keep, you know, to keep frozen, man. That we, you know, we run a mortuary over here. This is Bozeman bodies. Mortuary. Yeah, we got, you mean we got three people bodies. Yeah, yeah, we got three bodies that, and like I said, my 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 freezer's full, man. But in a couple of days, you know, these bodies, you know, the funerals would have happened, so we'll we'll be freed up, you know. But right now, I got I got three bodies coming in today that I got to get in the freezer. What are, you, are you crazy? Are you out of your damn mind? No, no, no. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious, bro. So, I'm, like I said, you can't highly recommend it. You know, and I'm just trying to get somebody to show me a little love. Man, you got those freezers. You don't have nothing in them. You know, I just need it for a couple of days. You got to be out of your mind. We're not talking about ice. This isn't chicken wings or a pork shoulder. These are people. You are out of your mind, man. But but listen to me, Dale. Dale, listen to me. what I'm. You don't understand how serious this is. I have to keep them frozen. That's the reason why I'm calling you. I'm needing your help, man. Yeah, I understand that. Look, if you want to, I'll have you come in. You buy your own freezer. You can put your own bodies in your own freezer. How am I supposed to show off my showroom with?
frozen bodies in the freezer. Uh, but just just don't just don't show that one for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Don't just don't show it. Or we'll just co- you know what you know what here, here what we could do. We could put the bodies in there, just cover them up, and people don't won't know what it is. Yeah, and then I get a buyer that comes in, and the cover falls off it, and I got a frozen dead body in my freezer. Is that even legal? I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, here's the deal, man. You came highly recommended. They told me that you would probably show me some love. I'm actually. You know, getting ready to load up and come your way. Dude, you keep those dead bodies away from my store. I'm telling you right now. I can't hook you up on this one, all right? I just can't do it. Okay, but we're finna load up and come that way, though, man. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's uh, I, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I have no... You know what? You want to come talk to me. You want to buy a freezer for yourself, and you want to freeze your dead bodies on your own. I don't care. I'll sell you a freezer. I got no problem with selling you a freezer, but you're not bringing the bodies here. It's just not happening. So if Alonzo, if Alonzo calls you and, and green lights it, is it okay then? I, I highly doubt Alonzo's going to call me and tell me to put three dead bodies in, on our showroom floor freezers. I okay. highly doubt that. Okay, okay. But, but, but guess what Alonzo told me? What did Alonzo tell you? Alonzo told me to give you a call. He told me to give you a prank phone call. This is never oh. called me from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, Get sir. Out yes, of sir. Here. That's incredible. Oh. I'm, I'm having a, my chest hurts. <laughs> oh. Oh jeez, that guy. Oh, you just you just got pranked by your GM, baby. That's what's oh. happening right here. All right, man, give me one more thing. You got to tell me this right here, Dale. What is the baddest, and I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? It is the Steve Harvey Morning Show, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All I want to do is borrow the freezer. You know what I'm saying? That's not all you want to do. Oh, my God. You just play too much. You just don't even have this line. 48 hours just trying to borrow a freezer. That's what Tommy wants. You going to give me my propers on this one? That's how ignorant it is. It sounds like you're on Team Tommy. <laughs> no, I'm really not. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, coming up at the top of the hour, Reverend Al Sharpton will be our special guest. And uh, we'll talk to him right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody. Uh, listen, our special guest this morning, as promised, uh, is a reverend. He's a civil rights activist. He's also the host of MSNBC's uh, pol- uh, uh, Politics Nation, and he's the founder of the National Action Network. Now, uh, he's been on the front lines I can, for, Decade. I mean, what, 50 years. 50 years just leading the fight against racial prejudice and injustice. And uh, his path was laid before him when he became an ordained minister at around 10 years old. Well, he's coming to us right now, everybody, this morning from Houston, Texas, uh, where he's preparing to deliver the eulogy uh, for the final homegoing services for Brother George Floyd, who uh, lost his life tragically at the hands of a Minnesota policeman. Ladies and gentlemen, please, he's a family all day with us. Please welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show, my man, Reverend Al Sharpton. Yes, sir. Now, Reverend, I can't tell you how many conversations we've had we've had like this over the years. Uh, 
but uh, I, I, I don't know. This one seems like it has a different tone to it. It's kind of walk us through a little bit of this. How, how are you feeling about the overall tone of everything that's happening right now? Well, you know, Steve, as, as you said, I, I've done a lot of these, led a lot of the movements around them. But I am more hopeful than I've ever been, even though this is as tragic as anything I've ever seen. And the reason I'm more hopeful is I see more different type of people out in the streets marching. We, we've been leading some of them, organizing some of them, just joining others. And in some cities, I've seen more whites than blacks. And I think that people have finally seen that this whole question of police brutality has has to be dealt with. It doesn't make all police bad, doesn't even make most bad. But those that are bad need to be dealt with. And I, I think what happened is with everyone in shelter in place, locked down, and couldn't watch sports because all of the professional sports was down, Everybody had to watch this video over and over, and they just said, no, this is crazy. This can't be happening. And with the pandemic having locked them down, people just broke out and said, no, we have to stop this. And it's all over the world. They're marching in London. They're marching in France. People have come to terms with the fact that it's time to deal with the criminal justice system. So I said to the family, I did the first uh, funeral memorial, in Minneapolis last Thursday, and then I'm doing the one today. And I've said to them that as heartbreaking as it is, uh, I think that they may be able to, to settle on the fact that their loved one, their brothers, their father, their uncle, may have been the tipping point of how we deal with this issue, mm. if there's any comfort to them at all. And uh, I'm just uh, I'm glad that I'm seeing what I'm seeing I don't uh, agree with any of the violence, and it's been minimal. 98% of the people have been doing peaceful marching and have really shaken the world. Mm. Wow. You know, uh, I, I, I feel exactly that way. It does seem a, a, a lot more hopeful right now. What do you think? Because let's talk about police reform for a second. What do you think should what policies or ideals should we be placing on the table for police so we can get the policed policed? Because that, right. that seems to be a problem to me. You, have you thought about any ideas or any concept that, uh, that we might want to put on the table when we're talking about uh, reforming police policies and things? No, we have specifics at Nash Action Network and with these families. In fact, yesterday we met with uh, Joe Biden on it, and we'll talk to everybody about it. One, we need to end these no-knock laws where police can just break in in a no-knock warrant, which led to the killing of Breonna Taylor in Louisville, Kentucky, a few weeks ago. We need to end that. We need to have residency requirements. When police live in the cities that they're policemen, they tend to know the kids, especially in small towns. They, they're... they're Wives know the wives. Their kids play football. So a residency requirement. And we need to have where police records are just as available as civilian records. If you or I get arrested, they get our yellow sheet out. Police have shielded backgrounds. So we don't know whether a policeman has had infractions with the public before, if they've been accused of abuse before. The officer that put his knee on George Floyd's neck 
had uh, some 13 to 18 complaints about excessive mm. force. He should have never been on the force. That should be made public. The Congressional Black Caucus and the Democratic Caucus came out with bills yesterday proposing some of these things. So the policy is there. Uh, we're doing a big march, uh, August 28th, bringing all these forces together, the anniversary of the March on Washington, going to Washington to raise policies. Because what we don't need is all of the drama not leading to anything. What made the civil rights movement of the 60s historic is it led to the Civil Rights Act of 64, then the Voting Rights Act of 65, from the fights from uh, Eric Garner in Staten Island six years ago and Ferguson to now. This must lead to law and policy. Otherwise, we're just venting. And people don't care if we're angry, but they do care if you change the power equation. Wow. You know some uh, Reverend Sharpton, if I might offer this, because I know you, you're one of our top leaders that can bring about policy. Here's the thing that I was thinking about the other day. If police laws, if police, because here's what's happening. I, I, I think the police do so many things without consequence. Hey, everybody, uh, uh, hey, hey, uh, Reverend, uh, hold on one second. Uh, sit tight. Okay. We'll be back with more from Reverend Al Sharpton right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, uh, we're back and we're speaking with uh, civil rights activist, uh, our friend and family member, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. Here's the thing that I was thinking about the other day. If police laws, if police, because here's what's happening. I, I, I think the police do so many things without consequence. There's no known written consequence is a, if a police officer does a certain thing. So I think we need to have, you know, just like in civil court, civil, regular civilians, we have mandatory sentencing for certain things. I think police need to be policed. And I think that the police policies, I think the mandatory sentencing that we have should match for the police officers. Example, right. what I'm saying is, if you kill an unarmed man and he dies and he's unarmed, there's a sentence that goes with that. If you choke a man out, there's a sentence that goes with it. If you put your knee on his back, neck, there's a sentence to go with that. If you kill a person in the line of duty and there is no, you know, resisting arrest, running ain't, you can't kill me because I ran. Right. I, we got to have some type of mandatory sentencing for, for officers. I think that, that that really sounds feasible to me. Yeah, that we need to look into that because I know part of the congressional bill is also uh, lower the bar where a policeman uh, can kill or use, uh, they call it using lethal force, if uh, they uh, feel justified. And we're saying the bar should be if you can prove you had no other way to deal with a situation and that you were dealing with self-defense. You take George Floyd, this man was handcuffed on the ground. So what did you have to do that for? And to think about one of, one of the things that people uh, uh, was talking about here that, uh, yesterday was that when I made the people at the first funeral stand up for eight minutes and 46 seconds, what can you do? How much... 
hatred do you have that you can mm. hold your knee on somebody mm. that long? Most people can't even hold, stay on their knees two minutes. Right. Let's not right. press something. <laughs> and I mean, just think about that. Eight minutes and 46 seconds, you could penetrate and feel somebody dying, calling for their mother, mm. who was dead, by the way. He was calling for his mother who had died. And then said, I can't breathe, and it doesn't make you come back. There ought to be mandatory sentencing for that. You are absolutely right. You know, they often use, we felt threatened, or we were in the line of duty, or we felt uh, endangered. This man was so comfortable on the neck of George Floyd that he had his hands in his pocket. I have never felt endangered and put my damn hands in my pocket in my life. I'm okay. And we'll be back. Hold tight. We'll be right back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and Reverend Al Sharpton right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, uh, we're back and we're speaking with uh, civil rights activist, uh, our friend and family member, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. But, you know, I've been in a couple scraps. In any scrap I've ever been in, when I felt attacked or in danger, I never put my hands in my pocket. He had his hands in his pocket. That's how comfortable he was. And when the other officer said, I don't have a pulse, I don't feel a pulse, he he content, man. Yep, we need yep. some mandatory sentences. So, but, I, but you let know, me hey, say this, this, is a, this is something I want to say. Through all of these struggles, and I'm talking about from Trayvon, Gina Six back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, getting President Obama in. you talking mm-hmm. about I was there. Steve was there. Steve, Steve has been black when it wasn't fashionable. When I see a lot of artists <laughs> and entertainers <laughs> uh, coming out supporting us, I remember when only Steve was there, and, and mm. Steve would call me, you need anything? We had a great friend of ours, great Calhoun, who say, Steve called, say, y'all mm. all right. So that's why yeah. on the morning I'm doing this last uh, uh, funeral, I was so uh, uh, honored and happy to talk to a, a soldier, because that's what Steve was. When it wasn't popular, you was always there. That's why I tell people, if they say Steve Harvey's meeting with a bear, y'all better look and hope the bear can get out of the meeting, all right? Because Steve will <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Reverend Al. You better I preach. You <laughs> say, I appreciate Amen. you saying that, Reverend. Amen but, again. <laughs> but 50 years, you've been out front for us. And look, man, I said in a podcast last night I was doing with uh, Dr. Bernice King, Reverend King's daughter, Right. It's, it's right now, protesting, I said, I don't want nobody to take this the wrong way, but protesting seems to me like a young person's sport right now. Because, right. see, the viciousness of these police now with the tear gas and the rubber bullets, and they and they knocking white girls down now and shooting white girls with, 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 with rubber bullets now. Uh, you got to be able to run if you're going to protest. You got to be able to change direction. You got to be able to get up off the ground, roll out the way. You got to be able to get slapped with a shield. So, you know, and I, I'm just so proud of these young people out here in these streets, man, yeah, uh, yeah. because because they tired. And I just want them to take this same fervor to the polls. That's right. Because they, just like they making a difference now, they will make a difference at the poll. They will. And, and they, if they take that fervor 
and not only vote for who's at the top, but vote for who's the prosecutor, who's the district attorney, yes. who is the, who are the people at the bottom. That's who set policing up. And I tell them that as we built toward this March, August 28th, and I and I'm out there marching, and I'm in my 60s. But I get up for the morning. I work out. Let me tell you how you stay in shape. You get up early. You work out early. You tone yourself up. You watch what you eat. And you turn on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> That's what you do, oh, Mr. Al. Al. <laughs> hey, Reverend Al, I know you're going this morning to uh, do the last eulogy uh, for Brother Floyd. We thank you, man. I know you're going to be special today. It was an excellent uh, eulogy the other day, and we expect nothing less from you, man. And thank you for all the years, brother. And continue the good fight, man, because we need soldiers like you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless all of you. Love you. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Al Sharpton on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Reverend Al. Reverend Al. George Floyd's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Reverend Al Sharpton. You know, man, he... uh, has just been a dude that has been solid for years. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yes, can always sir. count on him. Mm-hmm. He's there. He don't run from nothing. He stays factual. He's on top of it. And he out front. And above all else, he ain't scared. No. No, he's not. And, Have you noticed, man, that what? they stopped CNN, Fox, they stopped messing with Al. You know, what they've done is they're trying to get fresher, younger voices oh, now. Oh, oh, I see oh. what you're saying, yeah. Because Al be hammering their ass. Yes. 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 And I did say ass while I was talking to Reverend. Yes, yes you did. Accident. I was trying to find every possible way to embarrass us <laughs> all. <laughs> I ain't never Reverend. going to church with you. That's okay. Ever. You don't it's know so how it is. Hey, y'all, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. Don't go nowhere. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, just a reminder that today is Super Tuesday. Please, this is what we've been talking about. Please get out and vote. Get out and vote in Georgia, in South Carolina, in Nevada, North Dakota. Soon as we get off the air, I'm going. Yes, that's right. Me too, Steve. I will be there as well. Please use your power to change the world. Yes, you can by voting. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, he made a lifetime commitment to another woman. Okay, we'll get into that. But right now, the nephew is <laughs> nothing here. nothing wrong with that. Oh, oh. <laughs> what the is that, Mary? <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know. <laughs> Nephew's here with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? No anchovies. Like a- no anchovies. Okay. Like the pizza shirt. Yeah, yeah. no anchovies. Yes. You got that right. Do you get anchovies on your pizza? No, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't eat Carl? pizza anymore. I used to. No, I don't. I ain't never. Nothing. You want to mess a pizza up? Put that little nasty ass piece of fish on it. <laughs> <laughs> when you get a pizza, though, what you get? Meat lovers or what's y'all? What's y'all's toppings? What is it? Um, I like veggies uh-huh. now. But back in the, I mean, but I like pepperoni. pepperoni. Yeah, right. Yeah, surely pepperoni. Y'all yeah. have to have that pepperoni. Truth be told, yeah. I eat veggie pizza, but it's, yeah. it's boring as hell, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, ain't it? it? You're not mad. Yes, I'm not mad at the pepperoni and Italian sausage. Ooh, I ate some mushrooms. Yeah. With some mushroom. Put you to sleep. <laughs> Shirley, I've lived in New York and Chicago. And Damn. I'm going to be honest with you. Which piece? What? 
The best pizza I've ever had was in Chicago. Chicago, that's yes. right. Yeah. It really, really, and I've lived Pizzerina in both Uno. places. I lived in Chicago a little bit longer than I did. I did three years in New York, five yeah. years in Chicago. Yeah. I will tell you though, I've enjoyed the pizza more in Chicago. Now I've had some great pizza in New York. Yeah. But it's so many pizza places in New York, you can get tricked. You can go to the wrong one now. Well, whatever you do. No anchovies. Let's go, cat dog. Hello. Hey man, who 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 is the person I need to talk to about? I got a pizza that's been messed up. Who do I need to talk to? Well, you can talk to me, sir. What's going on? What happened to your pizza? Somebody put some anchovies on my pizza. Black people, uh, black people don't eat no anchovies, man. So, so who, who 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 would who would do that? Who would put anchovies I, I, on my damn pizza? I didn't want no. Settle down, settle down with the language there, pal. All right? You know, if you got anchovies on your pizza, you just must have gotten mixed up with another order. I'll send you another pizza. It ain't a big deal. But I ain't asking no anchovies, man. Matter of fact, let me ask you something. What the f*** is an anchovy any damn way? It's like a sardine. That's what a anchovy is, okay, pal? It's like a sardine. Hey, 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 let me tell you something, man. First of all, what's your name? What is your name? I'm Gino. I'm Gino. So you're the owner of the damn pizza place. Yeah, I own the damn pizza place. And I don't need people calling me and cursing at me because it was a mistake. You know, mistakes happen, pal. Worst things go on in this life than, than you're getting some anchovies on your pizza. Hey, man, hey, okay, so here's the deal. I done had a bunch of guests come to my house or order pizza, and every last one of them got anchovies on them. You know what I'm saying? So I got an issue with it. I done spent over $50 with you with these pizzas, and the, and the shit made wrong. Nobody likes anchovies. No, I tell you something. Folks, black people don't eat no anchovies, man. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I, 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 I'm almost certain I've served anchovy pizza to black people before. Okay. The black people that I know don't eat anchovies. Okay. okay well, then we'll send you some pizzas without any anchovies on them. Hey, you know what? I don't like your. I don't like your attitude. You know what, man? You well, maybe if you didn't come at me with so much attitude to start with, you wouldn't get no attitude. Okay, okay, look at it. Don't get your ass whooped, okay? Don't get excuse your ass whooped. What did you just... What, excuse said, me, what did you just... Did you just threaten me? I said don't get your ass Do you no think you're talking... Who the f*** do you think you're talking to, face? I, I, I'm talking to Gino, the owner right. of Pizzeria. You. That's Right. That's right. You don't tell me you're going to kick my okay, pal. You know where the pizzeria is. You know, okay, so, you just so, calm so, the down. Do, do you, do you, okay, that's it. I'll tell you what, man. In the next three to five minutes, I'm going to walk down there and kick your little ass behind putting these anchovies on here and having a little pompous attitude like you think you can't get your ass whooped. You come on down here, okay? And we'll see. Do me a favor. Go yourself and the Unless you wrote in on, okay? And bring it on down here. All right, we'll take care of it there. Now, stop some anchovies up your ass, all right, pal? Okay, 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 cool. All right, cool. Okay, you okay, have... okay. You like to say okay a lot, do you? Yeah. Is that one of your favorite you, words, okay? Yeah, you need to have somebody there with you when I get there, because I promise yeah. you, Gino's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah, Gino's shaking in his boots, pal. Me and my anchovies, we're sitting here scared out of our minds right now. Okay, you okay, let me, me tell you. I've dealt with clowns like you my whole life. Please. Okay, let, let, let me tell you this here. 
Do you do, do you know who you're talking to? I'm talking to some idiot who don't know how to talk. That's what I'm talking to. No, you're talking to nephew Tom from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, Mr. Gino. You just got pranked. <laughs> you telling me I'm throwing f bombs all over the radio? <laughs> You dropping f bombs all over the radio, who, baby. Who, who I want to know who did this to me because they're getting some f bombs. Who got, did this to me? Do you have a guy that works for you? Uh, he says he works uh, five to close. Andre, you got a Andre? You got a Dre that works for you? Yeah, I got a Dre that works for me, and Dre's going to be spending some time in a walk-in freezer. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, black people here. don't need anchovies, huh? <laughs> black people don't need anchovies, baby. Hey. I got to ask you this, Mr. Gino. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Your show. <laughs> the baddest radio show in the land is the Steve Harvey Show. <laughs> With no Steve Harvey show, Morning. Baby. No Steve Harvey show. Morning Show. <laughs> I mean, I'll be saying, I'm going to send you some pizzas. I'm sending that station dozens of pizzas with anch- double anchovies on every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he seems to think he's got a good pizza. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you, you just got schooled, my brother. Cuss yeah. out uh-huh. strong. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't be messing with people about their pizza, Tommy. <laughs> that's the job, though. Oof, that's the job. That's my my job is to get cussed at. I'm calling for that. Wow. <laughs> you do it too. Guess what I want for lunch King today. No anchovies. A pizza. Pizza, yeah. I don't have a cheat day this week. I used it. Guess what I had on my cheat day? What? What? Something I have not had in at least three years. At least. What? A sub sandwich. Oh. Ah. Yeah. I had a sub sandwich, and guess where I had it from? You ain't gonna believe this. Subway. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Oh. Pooh. Well. Publix grocery store. <laughs> Boy. Publix, Publix makes good subs, Steve. Boy, that was the best damn sub sandwich. I, I went straight regular. <laughs> mm. A dude Publix told me, he said, man, get the ultimate at Publix. And Lord have mercy. It was good, wasn't Woo! it? It was good. I was hooked on those for a minute. It was good. All right, tell well, Justice uh, Smollett that. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> you better not tell shame. Justin they got some good ass stuff down there. That's a shame. That's a good ass thing. He leave his house at 2 o'clock in the morning for a sub. And go to a hanging and everything and get a damn sub. All right, coming up. <laughs> All right, coming up, Strawberry Letter's subject. He made a lifetime commitment to another woman. What? We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is Super Tuesday, and we want our listeners to please get out and vote in these states, Georgia, South Carolina, Nevada, North Dakota, and West Virginia. That's where you were born, Steve. Uh, If you need to register to vote, please go to whenwevote.org, whenwevote.org. 
org. Okay? And please get out and vote today. You matter. Your vote matters. Your voice matters. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, he made a lifetime commitment to another woman. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm 29 years old and my boyfriend is 30 and he's an idiot. We've been together for four years and his ex-girlfriend and I were close friends before her man chose to be with me instead of her. I might have been wrong for dating him, but it felt like the right thing to do at the time. In the beginning, she tried to fight me three times, and she showed up at my job once, and I had her arrested. About a year ago, she started dating a new guy, and she left us alone. Then she got pregnant, and the guy dumped her, so uh, she tried to say that it might be my boyfriend's baby. My boyfriend swore he had not had sex with her in years. I had to trust him and wait to see who the baby looked like. She gave birth to a boy two weeks ago, and she called my boyfriend to let him know. He was acting all excited. What an idiot. Because now (laughs) I'm wondering if it's his baby after all. I started asking around to see if any of my old friends had seen the baby, and all of them said the little boy looks just like his deadbeat daddy that he's never met. The ex-girlfriend found out I was asking about her baby, so she texted me a picture of the baby with a text that said, since you want to see my son so bad, uh, then she sent a picture of the baby's birth certificate, and I saw that my boyfriend had signed it. I was mad as hell, and I cursed him out for lying to me. He said... He only signed the birth certificate so another black boy won't grow up without a father figure. He did not realize, that was a good one, he did not realize that he'd be financially responsible for this child for the rest of his life. He and his ex-girlfriend deserve each other, so I left him. Of course he says I'm overreacting. What do you guys think? Well, in the first part of the letter, you said you're 29 and your boyfriend's 30 and he's an idiot. But reading this letter, it really made me wonder who really is the idiot here? Who is it? Uh, Yes, girl, you know you were wrong for dating your close friends, man. You know that violates every kind of girlfriend code there is. We don't do that, especially with the lame excuse of it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. What? Excuse me? Come on. Really? Uh, You're just wrong on so many levels for all of this. And and, uh, yes, I think you are doing the most. I think you are overreacting because you know deep down that you caused all of this. This is a chain reaction to what you've done. And uh, your boyfriend is still dipping back over to her. Uh, So it probably is his baby. Of course, a DNA test would take care of all that information. But... His name is on the birth certificate. He signed the birth certificate. Your supposed man signed the birth certificate. He said that he didn't want another black boy to grow up without a daddy. I don't know too many men that would sign on the dotted line without a severe and sincere 
sincere investment into a child, uh, especially this baby boy. And you said he was excited about the baby too. I mean, you need to connect these dots here. That is his baby. They are still seeing each other. You're right, they do deserve each other because now they're a family, they have a child and what you did to them was wrong. So I think you need to move on and get yourself another man, not someone else's man, your own man, and just move on and let them be. Steve? This letter is stupid from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. I just was just trying to read this letter and wait and see when it opened up. It uh-huh. never did. No. <laughs> 29-year-old lady, boyfriend 30. She say right off the top, he's an idiot. Shirley's absolutely correct. Who's the idiot in this letter? So let me show you a couple things. We've been together for four years. His ex-girlfriend and I were close friends. Shirley knows that you broke the uh, the girl code. So her girlfriend, I will go to Before her man chose to be with me instead of her. I want, I don't want you to forget this lady. You helped him decide. <laughs> right. See, you said before we were close friends before her man chose to be with me instead of her. I don't want you to forget that you helped him decide. Yeah. Now, then she says, I might have been wrong for dating him, but it felt like the right thing to do at the time. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. How are you making this wrong have the potential to be right? Mm-hmm. You said off the top, I may have been wrong, mm-hmm. but it may be loving you is wrong. Come on, Ingram. I don't want to be right. <laughs> it calls for that. Yes. <laughs> if loving you is wrong, jail too. I don't uh-huh. want to be right. Now here's how you know you was wrong. In the beginning, she tried to fight me three times. Came down to your job to whoop your ass. Hold on, Steve. <laughs> you Hold had to have her arrested. Oh, she was mad with your ass. All right. We'll have part oh, two yeah. of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, he made a lifetime commitment to another woman. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. He made a lifetime commitment to another woman. This crazy woman dating this 30-year-old man. They've been together four years. And his ex-girlfriend and I was close friends before her man chose to be with me instead of her. Okay. I said earlier, don't forget that you helped him decide. I might have been wrong for dating him, but it felt like the right thing to do at the time. Wow. Okay. So you wrong and then you trying to justify it. Yeah. She said in the beginning she tried to fight me three times and showed up at my job once and I had her arrested. That's because you was her girlfriend. She know where you work. She know where you live. That's why she got up on you three times. She know your moves. (laughs) She done cased it. (laughs) Pre- Meditated. <laughs> first degree. This in the first degree. Yes. Well, about a year ago, she started dating a new guy and she left us alone. Then she got pregnant and the guy dumped her. Mm-hmm. 
So she tried to say that it might be your boyfriend's baby. But then your boyfriend said he ain't had sex with her in years. Then you had to trust him to wait and you had to trust him and but you wanted to wait to see who the baby looked like. She gave birth to a boy two weeks ago and called my boyfriend to let him know. Now listen to this. He was acting all excited. What an idiot. What the idiot? Wait a minute. A woman called a man, tell him she pregnant and it's a boy. He started acting excited. And he's an idiot. Break it down, Steve. How, how does this work? She said, because now I'm wondering if it's his baby after all. What? Mm-hmm. The hell was he excited for? <laughs> yes. Call a man that don't think it's his baby and tell him you pregnant with his baby. Mm. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So who the father? No excitement there. Right. <laughs> so let me show you how this works. Shirley, we're going to do a reenactment. Okay. You're okay. calling me to tell me you're pregnant. Go ahead. We're going to do it several different ways. Okay. Hello? Hey. Um, uh, hi, Fred. Hey, what's up, girl? What's happening? Hey, how you doing? Uh, guess what? What's going on? Fred? What? <laughs> Remember I told you I was uh, a bit concerned I had missed, and um, so I decided to get <sighs> yeah, a... Um, yeah, I was tripping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Well, I, I went to uh, CVS, and I got one of those tests, you know, uh-huh. and I took it, and guess what? We're pregnant. Fred? Hello? Fred? Fred, did you did you hear me? Fred, Fred, are you still there? Fred, I said we're okay. pregnant. Okay, that's one reaction. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's okay. one. Okay. Okay, now call me right back and get to okay. it quicker that you can. All pregnant. right, okay. Hello. Hey, hey, Jerry. Hey, girl. How you doing, baby? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just got some great news I wanted to share. You're the first person. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations, girl. I'm real happy for you. Hey, you you look, y'all, hey, hope you have a healthy baby. Take care of yourself, all right? Wait a minute, Jerry. It's your baby. You know, like I said, hope you have a healthy baby (laughs) Uh, and all that. You know, everything go with that, but take care of yourself. This is our baby. We're pregnant. No, no, no. I ain't never been pregnant. No, can I get pregnant? We're no, have I ever gotten a girl pregnant? It's our now, baby. I appreciate your call. Hey, baby, baby, like I said, have not have a healthy baby. What? Appreciate your call and everything. You know, enjoy yourself. Take you're care of yourself. You're not excited. Take care of the baby. It, hello? I Do- can't believe he hung up on me. What? Okay, next one. Okay. Last scenario. Okay. Hello? Hello. Hello, John. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on? With I'm you? great. I'm great. Listen, I got some wonderful news. I just wanted to share it with you. What's that? We're pregnant. I took the <laughs> test. <laughs> yes, uh, right? Girl, you crazy. <laughs> so what else happened? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> what's, John? what's going on? Did you hear what I said? No, girl, you crazy. I, so what you doing tonight, though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning my future with my with our child. We're pregnant. It's we, our baby, got, John. How'd you, our, how'd you do that? Excuse me? It wasn't how, artificially insemination, uh, inseminated. That's for sure. Oh, it's got to be something because I can't have kids. No, uh-uh, John. It's yours. It's no, yours. no, no. For real. No, I can't. No. 
Hey, can I tell you something? What? I've never even produced anything that can make a child. I'm impotent. Okay, you mean impotent? Mm, I'm impotent. I don't know what does that mean. That means I can't possibly have children. Oh. So you take care of yourself, all right? Okay, let me keep trying. Hey, tell your mama I said hi. I ain't been over there in a while. (laughs) Certain it was yours, John. I know. Uh, Just like this lady was in here. Yeah. Who the hell signed a birth certificate? Because he don't want another black boy to go yeah. up without a father. I wish he I ain't finna grow up without a father. Because you his damn dad. Yeah, right. That's right. 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 That's right. Case right, closed. Steve. That's all yeah, this is, baby. That's right. Move on with your life. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, we're going to talk about the Steve Harvey Mentoring Monday. It's such a success, Steve. You have sessions every Monday. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, your Harvey Foundation Mentoring Monday sessions are trending big time, okay? Check out the videos on Instagram at harvey.foundation if you want to see. Uh, Steve, you are really, really helping these young men who are being raised in fatherless homes by single mothers. Well, you know, mm-hmm. last night was special because um, we were dealing with just young men who had questions about just what's going on because these young boys are, they're upset. They want questions. At, they're 14. They don't understand why black people keep getting killed. And so we opened up the questions for that last night. Jeezy joined me again. Uh, Crump uh, joined me mm-hmm. again. Uh, Benjamin Crump joined. And we were just trying to walk and help these boys get through some of the questions they had about this and how they felt about it. One young man wrote a poem about it that was really good. It was just a lot because they they don't get it, man. Mm. And and they, they just don't see a future. It's so many young men who don't see a future for themselves because they're going to... Wow, they're going to kill us. They're mm. going to kill us. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mr. Harvey, you ain't never been afraid of getting killed before. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, 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 all my life, son. Yeah. This ain't nothing new. And so this is, it was tough. It was a great conversation last night. That's good. That That's really good. There, Like I said, it's trending. Um, take a listen to this, Steve. Where did this fire that you have? Where did this come from? What made you speak up? But they give me life. These young people, they give me life. When they asked me to say some words, I just told the damn truth. Yeah, right. I just thank the young energy and the protesters because as we often talk, you got to fight in the court of public opinion, in the court of law. And I absolutely believe what these young people were doing all around the world helped get the justice moving forward on George Floyd. Protesting is a young people's sport. The old cats can't get out there like that no more. But what they have is knowledge. That's right. Correct. Correct. the system. But we need the voices of the young lions to roar. Now, to see the young lions emerging is has been most enlightening. Now I see some light at the end of the tunnel. I hear some voices out there that's saying the right things. That's right. Uh, civil rights activist Tamika Mallory, like oh, you said, an attorney. Tamika Mallory Trump. was mm-hmm. really, really great last She's night. dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I finally mm-hmm. got a chance to talk to her. She had been trying to reach out to me several times before, and I never even knew it. 
But it was just oh, greatness, really? man. Mm-hmm. It was just greatness the way she was and the way she handled it. And so. She's good. She spoke mm-hmm. in Houston. She's yeah. really good. Yeah, she's yeah. a great speaker. Mm-hmm. She is. She's so passionate. She's so passionate. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, Steve's advice to his mentees about the protesting and the present movement right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so Steve, every week on Instagram and Facebook on Harvey.Foundation, you do your weekly virtual Mentoring Monday sessions. Yesterday, uh, we talked about earlier, you had civil rights activists Tamika Mallory and attorney Benjamin Crump. Hip-hop star Young Jeezy were your special guests, and you talked to the young mentees about racism. Take a listen. There is a future for you. If people like Crump, Crump, where you from? North Carolina, raise up. Where you from, Jeezy? ATL, baby. Georgia, Georgia boy to the death. I'm from a country town called Welch, West Virginia. If three black men can come from the coal mines, the hoods, and the dumps, and us three can manage to climb through the rubble and turn ourselves into something, listen to me, young brothers, you can too. Absolutely. And we're going to help you get there. There's a lot of dog in you because of what you're going through. The fact that you're surviving it alone makes you stronger than most. You have what it takes to become whatever it is you need to be in life. We are not going to allow racism, hatred, bigotry, nor the police Mm -hmm. rob us of our destiny because we are a great people. Wow. Wow. Yes, sir. You better mentor up in here. Up Uh in here. Fascinating. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Look at him raising (laughs) 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 North Carolina, raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around your head like a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) That was for Crump. Yeah, shout out to Benjamin Crump, attorney. And a shout out to Petey Pablo, man, the greatest. Rap album I've ever heard with Diary of a Sinner. <laughs> you no, love for that real, album. <laughs> for real, Diary of a Sinner, man. I, I got about four of them cuts in my playlist, man. That's cool, though, Steve. Mm-hmm. That you, that you, and then you had Jeezy there, Young Jeezy. Yeah. yeah. So the young guys, you know, they're fans mm-hmm. of these hip hop stars. So that's cool. That's yep. so cool. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the Crumps and Jeezy and Steve Perry and. Uh, it, yeah. Quentin Cook from All the, the Lakers. mentors, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and uh, 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 Anthony Hamilton, and oh, yeah. and just so yeah. many. Uh, my man from uh, Chicago, uh, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire. What is that? Royce. Yes. Royce Hawkins, Steve. Royce Chicago. Hawkins, that's mm-hmm. who it is. Great PD. brother. I saw his session on uh, Instagram. It yeah. was good too. Yeah. Really, really good. Let me ask you, what's the number one thing that the young men want to know about? What What are they yearning to learn from you? How to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. How do you endure? How can you make it when your life is difficult and facing many hardships? And that's an easy question to answer because my life has been filled with it and most everybody I know. And so they just don't know because they haven't been getting any positive reinforcement. They just don't know how do you fix your mind to think that you're going to make it when everything around you environmentally seems so negative mm-hmm. and, and without hope. You got joblessness in these neighborhoods. You got crime in these neighborhoods. 
You got no after-school activities in this neighborhood. You ain't got no extracurriculum activities. And you just go, wait a minute, man. How am I supposed to make it through all of this uh-huh. here? How did y'all do it when it feels like everything is against you? That's the number one tone. Mm-hmm. And so you have, that's why you have to keep providing example after example after mm-hmm. example to these young people so they can see yeah. that there are people There's who hope. stumble through this thing just like you mm-hmm. and got to the other side. Mm-hmm. And as long as they can get pictures of it being done, that mm-hmm. is doable, that's encouraging. Yeah, it is encouraging because they don't know your journey. They just see you being successful. So that's good. That's good. All right, coming up more of today's trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. How much money you got again, Steve? (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is Super Tuesday in Georgia, South Carolina, West Virginia, North Dakota, and Nevada. Please get out and vote, people. Let your voice be heard. President Obama once said there is no such thing as a vote doesn't matter. So please get out there and vote. And if you need to register to vote, go to whenweallvote.org. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that is on a mission to increase participation in every single election. It was launched in 2018 by co-chairs, get this, former First Lady Michelle Obama, Tom Hanks, Janelle Monet, Chris Paul, Faith Hill, and Tim McGraw, her husband. When We All Vote is changing the culture around voting using a data-driven and multifaceted approach to increase participation in elections. And Let's hopefully this go. year it will work like it's never worked before. Well, we can I say now. this? Yeah. If Black Lives Truly Matters then that must mean that your vote does too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because if Make black lives matter, well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. if that's a true statement, and mm-hmm. I swear it is, mm-hmm. then your vote must matter too. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Voting is real power. You all have the power to change something this time, man. You don't have to deal with four more years of this divisiveness, it's, this divisiveness that's going on, and this non-soothing rhetoric that never comes. Yeah, he done got not one soothing word, we gonna be okay. We don't never. Alright, <laughs> more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey everybody, uh, listen, our special guest this morning, as promised, uh, is a reverend. He's a civil rights activist, 50 years just leading the fight against racial prejudice and injustice. And uh, his path was laid before him when he became an ordained minister at around 10 years old. Well, he's coming to us right now, everybody, this morning from Houston, Texas, uh, where he's preparing to deliver the eulogy uh, for the final homegoing services for Brother George Floyd, uh, who lost his life tragically at the hands of a Minnesota policeman. Ladies and gentlemen, please, he's a family all day with us. Please welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show, my man, Reverend Al Sharpton. Yes, we sir. Reverend Al. Reverend Al. Morning, 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 morning. Morning, yes, sir. Now, yes. Reverend, I can't tell you how many conversations we've had, we've had like this over the years, uh, but uh, I, I, I don't know. This one seems like it has a different tone to it. It's kind of walk us through a little bit of this. How, how are you feeling about the overall tone of everything that's happening right now? Well, you know, Steve, as, as you said, I, I've done a lot of these, led a lot of the movements around them. But I am more hopeful 
than I've ever been, even though this is as tragic as anything I've ever seen. And the reason I'm more hopeful is I see more different type of people out in the streets marching. We, we've been leading some of them, organizing some of them, just joining others. And in some cities, I've seen more whites than blacks. Mm -hmm. And I think that people have finally seen that this whole question of police brutality has, has to be dealt with. It doesn't make all police bad, doesn't even make most bad. But those that are bad need to be dealt with. And I, I think what happened is with everyone in shelter in place, locked down, and couldn't watch sports because all of the professional sports was down, everybody had to watch this video over and over. And they just said, no, this is crazy. This can't be happening. And with the pandemic having locked them down, people just broke out and said, no, we have to stop this. And it's all over the world. They're marching in London. They're marching in France. People have come to terms with the fact that it's time to deal with the criminal justice system. So I said to the family, I did the first uh, funeral memorial in Minneapolis last Thursday, and then I'm doing the one today. And I've said to them that as heartbreaking as it is, uh, I think that they may be able to, to settle on the fact that their loved one, their brothers, their father, their uncle, may have been the tipping point of how we deal with this issue, if mm. there's any comfort to them at all. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm glad that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. I don't uh, agree with any of the violence, and it's been minimal. 98% of the people have been doing peaceful marching and have really shaken the world. Ladies and gentlemen, right. Reverend Al Sharpton on the Steve Harvey sure. Morning Show. Reverend Al. Reverend Al. Coming up. Our last break of the day, and of course, some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 Minutes After, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Steve, here we are, our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. Ooh, child. <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. If we're going to keep doing this, we've yes. got to work. If it got on your nerves, Tommy. You want to mentor your Uncle Tommy? <laughs> I think you should mentor him. <laughs> yeah, but um, today the most important thing I guess we can say is to go vote. You know, if you're in one yes. of those five states, go vote, please. Georgia, West Virginia, North Dakota, Nevada, and South Carolina, please. And know Show who up. you voting for. Yeah. As I just said a few minutes ago, if black lives truly matters, which is a great slogan, and a great thing. It didn't catch on the first time, but this time it has. So I gotta tell you how great it is. But let's think about this. If black lives matter, then obviously that must mean that your vote does too. Because see, what Black Lives Matter is actually saying is that our lives matter also that our lives should be taken into the con same consideration as everybody else's. See, like uh, I was watching Laura Coates on CNN and she made a statement that uh, was really, cause I like simple things, you know. She said, the problem is people look at justice like it's pie. That if you get a big slice of it, that means it's less for me. Well, that's not how justice works. If you get a big slice of justice, I can get a big slice of justice.
and you can still get another big slice of justice and there's enough justice to go around for us all. So you don't have to act like if I give him too much justice, it means less for me. It doesn't. And that's where we've got to come to terms with this thing. See, all Black Lives Matter is saying is Black, uh, Black Lives Matter also. It's not to diminish any other life. And but see, why are you so quick to try to negate Black Lives Matter because you want to say all lives matter? Black people didn't say all lives matter. When they say black lives matter, it's to get you to understand that we want our life to count just like yours count. That's all we saying. We not saying that nobody else lives matter but us. We been knowing your life matter. We been watching your life matter the whole time we been here. We just been waiting on the day that ours get to count just like yours count. See, we sick and tired of this here trying to explain everything we do. Now y'all doubling back and now you okay with Colin Kaepernick now. Now the NFL, who I thought would never apologize for this, Roger Goodell has apologized for the NFL not handling racism the way it should have. Colin Kaepernick brought it to their attention. But you all allowed this decisiveness of this president to get into your head and he hood we can tripped all y'all out. He started with because he knows money. So he made it about the flag and the military, and he went to all the top people, AT&T, Verizon, MetLife, all the Mercedes-Benz, everybody that's got a name on the stadium and said, this is unpatriotic. And so now the owners had to get on board with that. It was a trick, y'all. What Colin Kaepernick kneeled for is the very same thing that everybody is out in the streets for. The brother was right. The brother was right. The brother was right. The whole time he was right. And now we sick of this non-action. But now thank God that is finally some action. And I'm not saying it's about time, but I'm just saying, you know, this could have been happened. It really could have. But I guess everybody was just busy going about their life. But COVID slowed it down to where everybody was sitting in front of their TV. And now you're watching the police on social media do what they've been doing to us long before there was social media. See, y'all watching white folks getting pushed down in the street that's 75 years old. We've been watching old black people getting beat by billy clubs and lynched and burned and incarcerated for years. And now the sad part is these same bad police officers, the few that's out there, the one that pushed the 75-year-old old, old elderly white man down, he lay in there with his head opened up on the sidewalk. I saw the blood. The young dude who the old guy reached around him and pushed, the young cop tried to bend over and help him, and the other cop, keep moving and wouldn't let him bend over there. Six people walked past this man when one young dude in a military uniform bent down to help his brother. But see, we pay the police to serve and protect. We don't pay the police to mace and tear gas us and stun gun us and choke us and knee us and kill us. So now what has happened is in America, we are starting to see what's happening to people who are not African-American. It's starting to happen to them. They're pushing old white people on the ground now. Mm. 
They hidden white cameramen in the stomach with shields. They shooting white girls with rubber bullets now. Uh-oh. Mm. It done got out of hand. It's ugly now. It don't make no damn sense. Well, it ain't been making no sense to us. And we appreciate the fact that it finally don't make sense to so many of y'all. So thank you very much. But we got a lot of work to do. And police gonna have to have some uh, mandatory sentencing just like civil civilians do. If you kill a person who is unarmed, you have to do time. And that should be the law across the board. Those are my closing remarks. Y'all have a great weekend because your weekend going to be just like your Friday <laughs> and just like your Wednesday and your Tuesday. And I've gotten used to it. It's all the same now, Steve. It's just all the same. And I'm starting to enjoy all of it. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 